Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Olson, and I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, what's going on? Um, just enjoying the quote-unquote offseason. It's been a, yeah, you, been a slow those, time. There's two days of offseason. Not even, honestly. What do you it's, get? The this, this season ended Monday, right? Monday. Yeah, last got Monday. Back, got back Tuesday. Exit interviews phone, Wednesday. Yeah, people talk Feel Wednesday. Stuff. Feel stuff exploded like, the next day. Yeah. Yeah, you got like like the weekend. That was pretty much it until what day did the Beal trade actually go down Sunday? It happened night? Sunday, but Saturday kind of. Yeah, so you got like Thursday, Friday. That was those were your days. That was yeah. the off season. It was fun. It was a fun time. Yeah, you do anything? Go on vacation. Uh, <laughs> but the I, I, I unpacked. That's what I did. Yeah, there you uh, go. And then, and then the off season ended. <laughs> um. Uh. All right. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about this week. Um. Good to be back after the the, the off season. Um, got some trade stuff to talk about. That's obviously what we'll start. We'll also hit on the draft at the end. This will be your last minute draft preview. I'm sure a lot of Heat fans feel the same way. Where the season ended ten days before the draft. You remember the Heat actually have the 18th pick, so it's like kind of a yeah, valuable pick. Like that guy yeah. could very well be an important guy for the Heat. Um, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I got to learn about some of these guys. Um, Anthony and I are in the same boat. Uh, so. <laughs> We'll talk about some guys we like, uh, what they could maybe do with that number 18 pick. Uh, but first, um, let's start with Bradley Beal, just because that is – we're going to mostly talk about Dame, I think. But let's start with Bradley Beal, because that is the news of the week. The Heat were involved. Beal ends up um, – and, and also I want to rant about the whole situation um, from a Washington perspective. <laughs> uh, Beal ends up going to Phoenix in exchange for um, – Nothing, pretty much. Uh, Chris Paul, who it sounds like is going to be rerouted somewhere else in a trade. Um, Landry Shamit um, and a bunch of second round picks. Um, obviously a divisive moment in the Heat fandom. Uh, it seemed like um, the Heat certainly could have bested that package if they wanted to. Um, there were reports that there were some offers on the table from Miami. I don't know what, what you were, were able to kind of confirm or not but um my question for you do, you do you think the heat missed on bradley beal or did they just pass on him i think we're gonna see i think it depends on what happens in the rest of the offseason right uh-huh. like if the heat can get damian lillard or some other star then maybe the heat just passed on him right but if but if they can't get a star and they miss out again well, I, I mean, from their perspective right now, yeah. like, it doesn't doesn't seem like they like because again, that's a offer they certainly could have. I would think yeah, invested. I, um, this is this is what I know. Okay, so they obviously did not want to include Tyler Hero in the deal. Okay, that was number one. Which 
not a surprise, right? Beal, as good as he still is, his contract is not great. He has a trade Hero's clause that pretty much as good as him. Yeah, so like, what? I, I'm not surprised that they don't want to include Tyler Hero. I don't think that was a bad decision. Um, the offer that I heard that they made to Washington was Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, and at least one first-round pick. I think the athletic report there were two or three. I, I heard at least one. I didn't get the specific amount, but that was, you know, that's an expi- It's built around the expiring contract of Kyle Lowry, but then the Washington would have had to accept two to three more years of Duncan Robinson's salary. Right. And it seems like Washington wanted basically it's a hard reset just, as much just as a hard reset. Right. And that's where Phoenix gave them. I mean, the Heat could have offered Victor Oladipo and Kyle Lowry and picks, and that would have been two expiring contracts, and that probably would have gotten the deal done. But it seems like the Heat did not want to go that route because then you have not only Bam and and Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero's big contracts, but then you have Beal and Duncan Robinson's big contracts for the next two or three years. You're in bad salary cap shape. Yeah. Um, so I think he were like, look, we're going to have a line. You, you know, we'll give you Kyle Lowry, his expiring contract. We'll give you, let's say, two first-round picks. But you have to take Duncan's money. We'll take on Beal's not great contract. Um, but they weren't going to just take Beal's contract while also keeping uh, Duncan because it was just too much too much money on the books for the next few years with everyone else they have on their roster. So I think that was kind of the difference between why Washington ended up choosing Phoenix um, over Miami. Um, because they wanted the hard reset and they didn't want to be on the hook for that Duncan Robinson money for the next two or three years. Now, Phoenix didn't give them first round picks, but they gave them six second round picks, right? So I know that there's like, you know, some people have said that's equivalent to two first round picks. So that's probably why that's Phoenix BS, had to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with you, but that's probably why Phoenix had to give up six because they had to kind of. Right. Yeah. Well, they had no first round picks. Yeah, exactly. If, yeah. So there I were, think there were first the, round picks in that deal if yeah. they had them, I'm sure. That's kind of the background of, from what I know of what happened, uh, what went down with that uh, deal as far as Miami's end. I think also Miami definitely made a push for, push for Bradley Beal, but I do think maybe their their aggressiveness in for Beal was kind of overblown a little bit. I think mm-hmm. they obviously tried to get him, but they again they weren't going to go, they weren't going to be desperate, they weren't going to just basically do what you know trade whatever Washington wanted. Phoenix was by far the more aggressive team, and that's why they got him. And yeah. I, and again, and to, back to your question, I think the Heat pass on him because I think they could have gotten him if they wanted to. Right, if like you said, if they swap Oladipo yeah. for Robinson, that deal probably gets done. And and again, yeah. like they they you can make a case they that even with the Robin, you can make the case the Heat made the better offer, and the Wizards just chose the Phoenix. Yeah. Like giving up first round picks. Like I know Duncan Robinson, that contract isn't great, but he also was really good in the playoffs and um again like who are the wizards paying anyway like who cares if duncan robinson's taking up that cat hold like you're not gonna be good for three years anyway and then all of a sudden he's gonna expire in contract and you maybe get something for him um so you know they the heat made an offer the wizards chose the other one and um not the end of the world to me that they're not getting bradley beal who hasn't been an all-star since 2021 and has won one singular playoff game um, in his time as a, a number one option in Washington. It's not like, I think it's very funny to me watching like a certain segment of Heat fans like treat Bradley Beal like he's a superstar when he's like not even an all-star. Yeah, I think 
the Heat have been linked to Bradley Beal for so long. I know. Right? It's funny. <laughs> and and when it, when that began, he was averaging like 30 yeah, points a game. Yeah, he scored 30 points a game yeah. with the third team All NBA. <laughs> right, right. And and look, Bradley Beal is still very good. He's yeah, still very he, good. He's scorer. had injury issues. Um, yeah. Like it's you know, which again, he's 30. It's it's not like that's you just write those off. But yeah, you you could certainly see a bounce back coming for him at some point. But yeah, he's he's a talented scorer, but. The, with the new CBA, I don't want to get into all the weeds of the new CBA, but so yeah, Phoenix, I want to get that's yeah. I kind of want to get into I don't I don't I mean I know Phoenix is in in kind of the same cap situation that Heat would have been in right with a yeah if they had like let's say they had done the Oladipo swap Oladipo in for Duncan and all of a sudden you're locked into that those five salaries that will put you way over the cap and obviously you don't have any flexibility to really do anything else um, how would it how would that have changed like the next couple of years for the heat? Um, like, cause obviously like they can't do much more than sign min- minimum guys this off season anyway. Right. Like, right. How would like, let's just, if they had traded Oladipo and Lowry for Beal, how, how would things have been different for Miami this off season and, and moving forward? How, what kind of challenges would it have presented? This off season, it wouldn't have changed much. Okay. Because you still would have had Lowry and Oladipo on the books, right, for similar amount of money right. as Beal this year. But the difference would have been moving forward past this season. Lowry and Vic and and Vic are expiring contracts, so you're going to get off that money after this season. Mm-hmm. If you would have traded them for Beal, all of a sudden you have that that money. You're not getting off that money this yeah, season. Yeah, those this are your next five four guys. Years. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. And with the new CBA, there would have been pretty much a second apron team, like. If you're going to have Tyler Hero, Bradley Beal, you know, and Bam and Jimmy making like over $150 million combined, right? You're going to be a second apron team, which means you don't have a mid-level. Um, you can't after this season, after this season, this season, right. the rules aren't as restricted, but after this season, so next soft season, they wouldn't have been able to take back money, any extra money that they sent out in a trade. They wouldn't have been able to aggregate salaries in a trade, which is kind of crazy. So you can't like trade Tyler Hero and Caleb Martin for Damian Lillard, for instance. Like, you can't do that. It has to be one for one. So basically, like, you can't make a trade for an expensive <sighs> player. Mm-hmm. Um, it, they obviously would have been paying a huge tax bill. Um, and, their, yeah, their flexibility would have been totally, like, gone. So you really, like, they had to, if you're making that move, you're sure this is enough because this is our team. Jimmy, Bam, Beal, and if Hero's still there, Hero. And you have to hope that that's enough to win a title because they really can't do anything else after that. Um, so, and the Heat, I guess, decided A, it, was, it would have restricted them too much, and B, maybe they had questions of whether that was enough for them um, to really, you know, win a championship moving, you know, for years to come. Yeah, yeah. And Beal would have kept the, I mean, the reports are he, he still has the no trade clause. Yes, which I think also, I don't I don't know <laughs> for a fact that the Heat asked them if he would take that, but I'm, I'm assuming, like, I think Brian Windhorst reported that most of the teams involved kind of asked Bradley, like, would you be willing to to waive that like, no trade clause if we acquired <laughs> you? And he was said no, which is in his power. But yeah. I'm sure that was another thing that made the Heat hesitant. I mean, that's not only is it an expensive contract, but Big. to have a player with a no trade clause that you know you can't get out of probably, even when he's like 34, 33. He's going to be 34 years old, making $57 million. Yeah, that's, like That's – I mean, imagine – if you want a championship in the next two years, fine. It's worth who it. Who cares? Yeah. Imagine if they don't and you have Jimmy <laughs> – and Beal making a hundred million dollars combined, and one is thirty six, and the other one is thirty four, thirty you know, thirty three. Um, that's not great. So I think the Heat 
it's clear they're not going to act out of desperation, even though they know they need to add to this roster and they know they probably need another score next to Bam and Jimmy to kind of go put themselves over the top. They, they're not going to out of desperation. And maybe that's because they know something about Damian Lillard. I don't know. Right. Maybe they there's always back channel communication between players, agents, all that. Like that just happens. Um, maybe they know there's a real likelihood, like a chance that Dame could ask out. Um, but if Dame doesn't ask out, I honestly like we can discuss this, but I don't know what they do. Yeah. Because so that's the that, problem is yeah. eventually you like you run out of moves. But as we say all the time on this show, guys always become available. Um like obviously right now there's not a lot, but yeah, the the they, they seem to be they have to be all in on Dame right now because um you know, eventually you just can't keep waiting. And as yeah, Jimmy is thirty three years old and um you know, they like eventually you just you gotta take your swings. Um from a Washington perspective has there ever been a more cursed run of three straight stars than Gilbert Arenas, John Wall, Bradley Beal? No, I don't think so. And you're, I mean, you're and the Beal and the Beal era ended somehow worse than any of them. How, how do you I, literally I, attempted to kill Javari Crittenden <laughs> in the locker room, and at least they got John Wall out of that? You're you grew up a Wizards fan. How do yes. you feel about this move? Were you upset? Were you just um, like you knew it was going to be bad, so just might as well just do it? Yeah, I mean, I'm just happy it's over with. The the it's the worst. Like the last Ted Leonsis is a moron, and like they literally gave him this extension a year ago, and we're with a no trade clause, and then it's just like inexplicable. I don't they, know. If they any lost other... Kyle Kuzma for nothing. Kyle Kuzma opted out. They could have gotten the first round pick for they him. Could have traded. Yeah. yeah. Um. Chris Epps, Porzingis, we'll see what he does. He is a player option. That's um, an interesting one for the Heat. It is an honestly. Int- if if he if he, the heat he or just in a trade or even or in a trade, like I could. <clears throat> he fits you know. pretty well. Like if you like the Olenek, I mean that was the original theory with Bam, right? Yeah. I mean even Kevin Love, right? The the theory with Bam has always been another shooter um, and a rim protector too. And he's a good, yeah, he's a yeah. much better defender than any of those guys that they have paired Bam with. Um, honestly, Porzingis was awesome last year. He was, he was like, had a good year. Like Bradley yeah. Beal was the third best player in the Wizards last year. I mean, he yeah. missed a lot of time, but like, I felt great about the Kyle Kuzma experience and the Chris Epps Porzingis experience. Not to give them long term deals, which at least they're not going to do because that was seemed like it was the Wizards' plan about three months ago was to <laughs> give long term extensions to Kuzma go all into this Porzingis. roster. <laughs> and, um, so at least like at least yeah. they're not doing that. Like I winger, we talked. I don't remember if we talked about that on when we were talking about Bradley Beal stuff on this show, but like to me, I'm getting like, it's hard to blame winger. I probably, if I was the wizards, I probably would have taken the heat deal and taken the first round picks. Um, because like I said, like who cares if Duncan Robinson's contract is bad for the next couple of years, you got to pay that money to someone anyway. Um, and again, I think Duncan is, a, a you know, it's still a lot, a couple of years left on that deal. So maybe it's not a super positive contract asset right now, but I think in a year or two, if he, plays the way he did in the playoffs like yeah he's as an expiring like the Wizards yeah. got something for Davis Bertans like they're similar I mean Duncan's better than Bertans like but they're in that same mold right probably shooters who got overpaid and in, in an era where we really overvalued just like um catch and shoot guys um but I'm just I'm as a wizard from my wizard I'm putting my Washingtonian hat on like just glad they're going to start over. Um, Moving on. Would have been yeah. nice if they did this a year ago when Victor Wembanyama was going to be the number one pick. Um, instead, as we're going to talk about soon, uh, the draft falls off pretty dramatically after like 
top the top three, three or four, yeah. five, like, and the Wizards sit at number eight. So I don't know what they're going to do. Don't know what the Heat are going to do. Um, let's talk about what the next moves are. And, and Bradley or uh, Damian Lillard is every that's the hot topic now. Um, seems like Portland is really weighing all their options there, right? There's been some talk about could they trade that number three pick for Zion Williamson for or Bam Adebayo? Bam Adebayo. <laughs> I, I can't imagine uh, Pat took that call. Uh, no. for very long um i mean it would be an interesting package honestly but i, I wouldn't do it because that's yeah. the heater trying to win now but number three pick <laughs> anthony simons like that's it's a lot it's a lot and more for yeah. i'll around. say if, if the the thing if, about this lillard situation which again there seems like they're weighing all options they want yeah. to try to keep damian lillard use that number three pick to get a star and try to win a championship with damian lillard there which if, if i was them i think that's what i would be trying to do too he's one of, you know, franchise icon, um, you know, like if he could have a Dirk Nowitzki type late career championship, like that makes everything worth it. Um, but it feels like this episode is going to go up at like 7 a.m. on Thursday morning. And it feels like within 24 hours, we will know what the <laughs> yeah or Portland's course of action is going to be, because if they draft <clears throat> Scoot Henderson or, or Brandon Miller at number three, um, I mean, I guess they could potentially work that guy into a, a future trade too, because like, there's it's such an obvious top three. Like, yeah. they're taking whoever's available out of Scoot or uh, Miller. Yeah. Um, but if they make that pick, it certainly seems like we move in a, a direction much closer to Damian Lillard will be traded um, to either the Heat or the Nets. It seems like as the two most likely teams. Yeah, my my theory is. Right now, obviously, the ball is important. Court Damon's kind of said, "Well, I want you to trade the pick for win right. now talent, right?" And it's important to kind of figure that out and what decide what they're going to do. And the reports that keep coming out about what Portland's trying to do, like the like obviously Dame said he like he loves Bam, he wants to play with Bam, like that's his guy. Portland, there's a report out there saying they want to trade for Bam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like there's and there's a, and then there's a report out there that Portland's trying to get Bam and they want to make an offer to. To the heat for Bam, and obviously that's not going to happen. Um, and there's, you know, about the Zion stuff. Like, I think my theory is Portland's trying to say basically through all these leaks, like, we're trying. We're trying to get you these right. guys you want to yes. play with, you know. And at a certain point, they're going to be like, look, we tried. It didn't work out. We're going to have to draft, let's say, Scoot uh, at, at three. What do you want to do? Like, we tried. And then they're going to put the ball in Dame's court. Right. Like, no, I feel like both of them don't want to say it. Right. Like they just don't right. want to they don't want to be the one to say, well, we're going to have to trade you or we're gonna, I want to trade. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But, yeah, I, if I'm Portland, honestly, like this is the perfect opportunity for, to, for them to restart. Like you have the number you locked into the number three pick. You have a, it's a really good draft at the top. Like if you can draft a guy like Scoot Henderson, you got to do that. Like if you get Zion, OK, you're a little better, but I mean, he's always injured. Is that I'm really gonna... in on the Zion trade for them? Just take the take the one big swing, but yeah, I, I mean, if I'm if I'm New Orleans, I don't do that probably either. Like as good as much as as good as Scoot is, like, um, and as much he's not proven, he's not as proven. Zion, yeah. yeah, I mean, when Zion's been on the court, he's been awesome. Yeah, but the thing is, like, what's the what are the like? It's possible that they could draft, they could trade for Zion, basically trade Scoot, like trade the pick and not get Scoot and mm-hmm. have a chance at a, you know, one of the best players in the NBA potentially. And Dame could still ask out like in January, right? right. Like yeah, that's if true. things that's go true. bad and Zion gets hurt and he's missing most of the year, like 
You could still ask out. Then so really I'm for you, you Then you're screwed. Out yeah. First round pick, Zion's value has plummeted, and yeah, and and so I I I just I think it's leading up to my my theory. Um, this is not reporting, but this, my theory is that this is all going to lead to Dame saying, okay, I think it's time for a trade. Yeah. And whether he gets him or not, I don't I don't know. <clears throat> Obviously, he said he's interested in playing for the Heat. Um. He also said Brooklyn, but I I think the Heat makes more sense for him because I mean what is if if the, if Brooklyn has to trade all those picks and let's say Bridges right. let's say like or anybody or really this, any of those guys on Brooklyn that's gonna it's gonna take to get that deal done they're not gonna be as good as the Heat like the Heat can still keep Bam and Jimmy next to Dame and they'll be a title contender even after the trade right like they're not gonna trade Bam or Jimmy in that package but Brooklyn after whatever they send Portland is not gonna be as good as Miami so. I think Miami makes more sense if Dame really wants to win a championship. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he, you know, they he'd have like three first round picks. I think they get to like four first round picks. They could trade Portland if they if they want to do that. Right. They have Tyler Hero. They have basically I think anybody except Bam or Jimmy would be on the table in that type of package. Um, and they would not the Heat would not show as much restraint as they did with Bradley Beal. Um, I believe if, if Dame does become available, they'll they'll go all in as long as again as long as it doesn't include Bam or Jimmy. Yeah, I, I think. Um... You know, he doesn't have a no trade clause, like right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But he, he, and, he has he has power, <laughs> right? Yeah. So the Blazers could just take the Nets deal, but again, like he's one of the franchise icons. Like I, I have to think that. I mean, I have to think the Heat are the favorite in this situation. I would agree because, I would agree. um, you know, we I, I don't want to predict what an NBA superstar and might think, but I have to imagine that. The Blazers are going to take where he wants to go into consideration, assuming the offers are relatively comparable. Um, and if I'm the Nets, I can't imagine that Miles Bridges, or sorry, Mikhail Bridges would be in that trade because, yeah. like, what do you do? Like, who cares if right. you get Damian Lillard? Yeah, it doesn't matter. You're, you're, you're the Blazers. You're the Blazers in the East now. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. So um, the at that point, I think the Heat offer, well, still not quite as good as the Nets because they can't give up quite as many first round yeah. picks. Probably not quite as good, but again, if you throw in Tyler Hero, like all of a sudden that's 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 another valuable piece there and a young piece that you can, you know, Tyler Hero and Scoot. That sounds like a kind of fun backcourt to me. Um, yeah, and they still have Simons. And they still have Simons. I guess you're pretty guard heavy then, but who they're, cares? They're, like, they have a lot of you're guards, gonna be bad yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, again, so I I think the Heat have to be viewed as the favorite because I have to imagine that Damian Lillard when he sits down and if the Blazers sit down with him and say, where do you want to go? Again, like if he thinks about it for 25 seconds, that heat situation is way better than the Nets situation. Yeah. Assuming what he cares about is winning a championship. Just um, sounds like it's what he cares about. This which point. I have yeah. to think he's 32 years old, um, you know, like the end of his prime. Um, it is interesting to see that it sounds like the Heat are, are way more in, way more open to going all in for for. Lillard than than Beal and I, I totally agree with that. Um, even though he's three years older, um, his his peaks have been higher. Um, you know he's he went to a Western Conference Finals one year. I know it was like weird, kind of a weird run, but like he he fits. I know like he's got some defensive flaws, all that kind of stuff. Like he's not a, a perfect fit for a Heat player, but to me he's got I think the the attitude. I think that. Yeah, Miami. Is he, he would fit Beale, in well. Maybe Beal has that, but we just haven't seen it at all. Like he has not ever seemed like a guy who cares about winning that much. Um, yeah. Given how infrequently he plays and 
um, the fact that he decided to stay in Washington for like five years uh, after Trump left. Yeah, and, and and Dame's offensive skill set just fits in. Is exactly what he needs pretty much. Yeah, I mean, you know, like his peaks have been higher. He's been better recently than Beal. Like, yeah, yeah. He has made more sense to me the whole time. Now, if you don't get him, all of a sudden it's like. Uh-oh, did we, did we miss our, our chance here? But that's the, that's the problem. And here's the thing, though, too, that I wrote about it earlier this week, but the new CBA really puts pressure on the Heat to get a trade done, like, you know, this offseason or definitely before the February trade deadline. Because mm-hmm. next July, if the Heat are going to probably be over the tax for sure, they might be a second apron team. But let's say they're just over the tax. Starting next July, July 2024, they won't be able to take in more money and they send out on a deal, which basically means like now you can take up to 125% of what you send out, so you can take in a little bit more money. They It will have to be either right. matching exactly, or you, you can only take in less, which is very restrictive for a high-spending team. Like Usually teams that are have a high payroll don't take in more money in a trade and add salary. And two, if they're over the second apron, which is definitely possible next year, they won't be able to aggregate salaries, which I mentioned earlier, which again, almost makes it impossible. Like If you're going to trade for Dame next offseason, let's say, let's say Dame has out next august they can't really trade for him unless it's for you because you can't take in more money so you have to you have to trade up a bigger salary Mm -hmm. than dame and you can't combine players so i guess maybe jimmy butler would do it like that would fit like but they're not going to do that so yeah this is the window right now for them to make a trade and that's why if dame doesn't ask out or if they don't get dame they're in a tough spot because i mean i guess yeah somebody else could become available but this is they have to kind of make a trade now if they want to do that because next summer it's probably gonna be very hard for them to do it and the way the books are set up it's not like they have cap space to go after free agents um so a trade is really the only realistic way for them to add talent at this point and if they don't if next offseason that even that is going to be uh, tough to pull off so there is pressure on the heat while they're not acting of acting out of desperation as we saw with Beal there is pressure on the heat to get a deal done now um because of the new rules yeah, they didn't have to be desperate with Beal because Lillard was still sitting out yeah. there. And, and Paul George is another name that has come up recently. We'll see what the Clippers do. With, that's a very interesting situation because yeah. um, I would guess they want to just trade Paul George for another star-type guy and, and try to reshuffle a little bit. But also Kawhi, I think, has a player option next offseason, could become a free agent, um, which I would expect he's going to – pick up just given the injuries but who like you never know um so suddenly that that clipper situation could be they could be headed toward, toward a rebuild <coughs> um sooner than i think we think so that that's another one maybe i mean even Kawhi becomes an interesting name maybe at some point in the trade um but um yeah for now they they were not desperate for beal but they have to probably be a little bit more desperate for for lillard or like you said they risk just missing the boat entirely yeah, yeah, that's why. I mean, it's such an interesting offseason, heat offseason for that reason. It's like, yes, they're limited in what they can do in free agency. They really can't go after free agents because they don't have, again, cap space. Since they're above the tax, they don't have an exception to offer, or above the second apron, they don't have an exception. Well, they're on track to be above the second apron. They don't have an exception mm-hmm. to offer t- uh, free agents. So, really, they only have minimum contracts that they can go <laughs> use again for outside free agents. Um, so, if they don't make a trade, either it's going to be bringing back most of this core, right? Uh, and kind of quote unquote running it back with some minor changes around the edges, or B, just 
filling the roster out with minimum deals, which I don't think the Heat will do, right, if it comes down to that. Like, I would imagine at the very least, like, they'll bring back either Gabe or Max, some of their own free agents, if they can't make a trade. Um, but, yeah, it's like either they get a big guy, a big name and make a big splash or really either they take a step back or they just bring back a lot of the same roster. There really isn't much of an in-between. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, let's wrap up with uh, some draft talk. Um, obviously, we're we're going to talk about a couple a couple guys, but I guess we should start with just like this pick could be in a Damian Lillard trade, right? By <laughs> within like twelve hours of us yeah. talking about this, um, and even if it's not, um, even if even if they don't necessarily trade the pick, I guess the player could be part of the trade potentially too. Um, if if the trade happens quickly enough right before the player signs so um that's i guess the first thing is like they gotta just this might ultimately all be irrelevant um but uh again like we said 18 that's a pretty valuable pick um whether it's in a trade or i would guess the heat are gonna are gonna try to find a guy who can help them right away again with acknowledging that this guy's ultimate destiny might be to be a, a trade chip. Um, but uh, I don't know. Any any names that have, have caught your eye in the, in your 12 hours of thinking about draft picks? 12 hours of draft prep? Yeah. Um, one guy, just based on need, I think, um, one guy that caught my eye. Um, and 18 might be a little early for him, but I, he's, he's risen on the draft boards a little bit over the last few weeks, and he was impressive in the combine. Mm-hmm. Um, Olivier Maxence Prosper, a forward from Marquette. Yeah, six uh, seven with a seven one wingspan, uh, a young junior. He's, he's only twenty, um, so he has the frame. I think that he need like even Pat Riley. Pat Riley in the season press conference mentioned that he needs more wing length and size. Um, and obviously Prosper would would provide that six seven with a with long you know long arms. Um, very athletic. That he needs athleticism. Um, Really good defensively, like projects to be really good defensively on the mm-hmm. NBA level. Very versatile, um, good lateral quickness. Um, I was watching a clip of him where he's picking up a guy full court, um, and he kind of was able to stay with him, which he loves to do, obviously. So he kind of fit really, really well into the defensive system. Yeah. Um, offensively, there's some questions about his shooting, which is obviously concerning because he needs shooting. Uh, but even that seems to be improved. <clears throat> he shot really well, and you know. And his workouts in front of scouts and all that. He, I think he shot the ball well at the combine too in the scrimmage. Um, so it seems like his shot is improving. So I don't know. He's a guy that just fits kind of what the Heat probably need on their roster at this point. He can play both forward spots. The ringer compares him to PJ Tucker, which is obviously a name that he are familiar with. Yeah. I think he's more athletic than PJ Tucker. Um, we'll see if he develops into the shooter that PJ Tucker, you know, was or is. Um, but he's just a name that just I think if he's there. It just makes sense. He feels like a heat guy just yeah. because of his defensive ability. Yeah, the interesting thing I think about a guy like him, and, and there's probably a couple other guys just when we talk about some forwards, if you're talking about need for the heat, 
Um, one, he can help you probably early on because, like, if he can defend, I know defense is hard to translate to the NBA sometimes, but if he can defend, um, he helps you as a role player early on. And then um, with Caleb, Caleb will presumably be the starting power forward this year, I would guess. Um, going into the last year of his deal, you're you're gonna need, um, you know, that four spot has been a night like kind of the role player spot for the Heat, and that guy has, um, I think, fits some of that. Um, do you do you expect? And I'm sure it'll be kind of a, a, a last minute decision kind of like need or just best available because this guy could be part of a trade. Like, it, do, do you have a, a thought about what uh, how the Heat might look at this pick? Um, the Heat, like historically, has been just what best guy, best guy available. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think this team is so close, right, to being a championship contender. Or they were in the finals last year, so they are a championship there, but just so yeah. close to a championship that I think at some point you have to think about need as well. You mm-hmm. got to win. You know, you're not you don't really you're not in the business of waiting three or four years for a guy to either get into rotation because you know the Heat don't need that position. There's just no time for him in the you know to play, um, or for a guy to develop. You know, he might be like like Leovich, for instance, right? They did right. that last year where. Yes, I guess they still need a forward because PJ was going to leave. And, I mean, at that point, we didn't know that, but PJ left. And they needed, you know, obviously didn't have many power forwards. But he was obviously a developmental guy, a guy that wasn't ready right away. Um, I think that he kind of need a guy that's going to fit a need and is going to be ready, like you said, to contribute uh, at least somewhat as a rookie. Um, so I, 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 while they usually go best player available, I think this might be the year that they go for need. Yeah, well, an interesting thing I, w- I would say is I'm looking at just, like, guys who are in, like, the 15 to 20 range, right? And, like, and obviously maybe, like, 25 or whatever. Yeah. There's not a lot of, like, full-blown projects, I don't think, in no. that range. There's all, some pretty because, good names. Yeah. Because it's a, one, I think it's kind of a weak draft. I think teams are, look, I think guys who are a little bit more uh, proven commodities are being valued in that range. Um you know, there's, there's some guys in their 20s in that range, like you mentioned, um, one of them being Maxens Prosper, like Chris Murray is 22. He's kind of projected in that range, um, kind of a three and D score, younger brother or twin brother, Keegan Murray. I don't know. They, they're like the same age. I, I don't know who's older technically, um, but 22 year old three and D guy, obviously Keegan Murray had a pretty good. Rookie year, Chris Murray was an All-American. Um, Jordan Hawkins, another guy who was like a really, really important piece of UConn's championship team. Uh, Montgomery County native, so uh, I'll, I'll rep for him. Montgomery County Public Schools specifically. Wow. Uh, although he did he did wind up at DeMatha, but I think he won a state championship at Gaithersburg High. Um, Jaime Hawkins, another 22-year-old in that range. Um, and then even like the, the one-and-done guys there, like I really like Kassan Wallace. Um, Grady Dick is... I think had a, had a pretty good year at Kansas. Um, Jed Howard. Jed Howard. Jed, Jed, Jed Howard. Howard's like, son. I, my my only issue with Jed Howard is Michigan was terrible last year, and I kind of don't understand that. I think that might have been more a Jawan problem than uh, necessarily the guys on the roster. But um, Jet to me, like he again, and the guy who probably had like a slightly underwhelming freshman year, just because that he was the best player on the team. And that team wasn't very good, um, but fills a clear role. He's a really really good three point shooter. Um, and, and good size too. He's not like a six, four, three point shooter. He's, he's six, seven. Yeah. Six, uh, eight. He's listed at six, eight, two fifteen. That's yeah. That's like he's size. got good size, yeah. obviously a local kid played at, uh, U school, um, and grew up in Miami being when Juwan was an assistant coach here. So 
Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, uh, I, it's not gonna be the, the sexiest pick they make here, obviously, because I don't think there is like a, like a, I mean, there's not like you, there's not a Giannis, right? There's not just like right. a freak guy who's like, who knows what this guy's going to be. Most of these guys here Yo, have bitch. a clear skill, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, we've seen them play it. You know, they were all for the most part, like good college players, like maybe not great college players, but like, you know, Kassan Wallace, 14 points a game, or the, uh, sorry, Hood Shafino, 14 points a game, Grady Dick, 14 points a game. Um, Chris Murray, 20 points. A game. Like all these guys were like good, good college players. If not like maybe not necessarily great. Some of them were great, um, but like they're, none of these guys are projects. So um I think the Heat are gonna be able to at least get someone who helped them here. Um, again, with but I think the most value this pick probably has is is a guy who could maybe be part of a Damian Lillard trade. Because the Heat are probably not gonna be drafting higher than 18th anytime soon if you make a trade like that. For sure. And and the Heat have had success in the first round, obviously recently. I mean, you go yeah. back to Bam. I think the last four picks: Bam 2017, um, Hero 2019. Obviously, two home runs at those slots. Mm-hmm. Um, Precious in 2020, which you know he didn't have. Long heat career, but they turn him into Kyle Lowry, right? And like he's they, been good in since. And he's been Toronto. decent. Yeah, he's, he's been, been a rotation player, player yeah. for Toronto. And then Jovic, obviously, we don't know yet, but it seems like at that, you know, I think they were what, what did they pick him at 26, 27 last year, like 28 maybe. Like for a late first round, like there's some intrigue there, what he can be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they've had a, they've had success in the first round recently, and we'll see if they can do it again. They haven't and, missed on a first round pick like. Down yeah. Really I mean, long. before that, it was Justice. Like, I justice, think before them, the right? Justice was the last Like, maybe they should have made that trade, but... Yeah, but it didn't completely But Justice is still justice, a good player, right? yeah. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, and there, like I said, there's a chance they could trade it. And I don't, you know, I think because of the Dame thing, like, we don't know yet what he's going to do, and he might make not make a decision <clears> until tomorrow night, or even after tomorrow night, after he thinks about it, you know, sleeps on it, or maybe takes a few days to think about what he wants to do. Like, the Heat might ultimately make the pick, and Maybe after that it gets traded, right? Like we saw right. that, we've seen that before. Or maybe the talks begin during the draft and the, the Heat pick for Portland, but the trade doesn't get done until it really can't get done until July if Tyler Hero is included because right. Hero has the poison pill, I think, until July first. And then so the trade July. would have to be made before the player signs, right? Because once the a rookie yes. signs, there, yeah, so like thirty days. I mean, they could just wait thirty days and right. do it in yeah, August. Yeah, they could do but, it in August. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I would think if there's a th- even a thought that he could be part of a trade. Like that was the whole thing last year with the whole Kevin Durant thing. Like, is Jovic going to sign? Is he not going to sign? Yeah. And then once he said that, was like, oh, he's not part of the deal. <clears throat> Deal's not going to happen. So I'm sure there'll be one of those storylines again of like, will the, fir- will the Heath first round pick sign? What does that mean if he does sign? Is it yeah. over? So um, a lot of moving parts. Um, but I think at this point, I would expect the Heath to at least make the pick, but I don't know if that means they keep the pick. Um, we'll see about that. Yeah. Um, so you, you like the Marquette guy that that's your pick. Yeah. I mean, I, there's a couple other, I mean, I like the, I mean, a couple of the mock drafts have them taking Nick Smith from Arkansas. Yeah. Nick Smith, who was literally the number Guard. one recruit in the country last year. Um, yeah. sometimes just don't overthink it and take that guy. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know if he totally fits with what the heat, um, like need necessarily, right. Another shooting guard. Um, but I mean, might have as high a ceiling as pretty much anyone in this draft. So. 
Yeah, a couple other guys at Casein Wallace. Uh, I love Casein Wallace. He's like the one guy that I like. I watched from this range and was like, oh, that guy's really good. Like, yeah, he was a really he was the best player in Kentucky. I know Kentucky underachieved this year, but like Kentucky guards, they always work out. They're like, yeah. nev- there's never been a bust. James yeah, Young like, is like it for sure. And and Jed Jed Howard, um, who's another guy I like that I told you about? Uh, Grady Dick. I thought I mean, he's probably gonna go Grady, higher. Grady Dick as well. I think those are those three plus Marquette. <laughs> forward um those are the names that stick out to me when i kind of went over them um but yeah i think grady dick is probably going to be it seems like according to most mocks is going to be taken before the heats spot so we'll see yeah i, I like i mean you know, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for the guys who are like all americans in college um those are the chris murray's the jaime mm-hmm. Haquez, older guys though so um i don't i don't know necessarily if those are going to be in the Heat's wheelhouse, Colby Colby Jones uh, from um, uh, Xavier is another guy I like. So um, yeah, we'll see. It, it'll be it's interesting. I, I mean, it's one of I don't think it's a great draft. I think, like I said, there's three guys, and then depending on how you feel about the Thompson twins um, and uh, Cam Whitmore is another guy who I've seen. I think uh, Sam Vecini from the Athletic has him as a number three prospect ahead of Brandon wow. Miller. Wow. Um, or at least has him like three A, three B. Um, but after the top three, it's like fascinating draft just because you can see any kind of combination of, of picks occurring. Yeah. Yeah. It does have Cam Whitmore number three. I'm looking at his thing now. Um, but, um, also going to be a great draft for South Florida, which, um, Jet Howard is part of, uh, could be four first round picks from, um, South Florida, which would, I think four, just four guys drafted would be, be a record. For South Florida, um, let alone four first-round picks, and it seems like three lottery locks with the Thompson twins and mm. uh, Taylor Hendricks from UCF. It, it sneaky, like sneaky. South Florida's sneaky becoming a basketball. Yeah, we talked little, about it. Little like the, powerhouse. Yeah, after Miami's tournament run, of course Miami yeah. did it without a single Florida guy on the roster, but right. But it's not uh, just not FAU. Just the FAU had FAU, guys, yeah, yeah. And, and not just this draft, too. It's like the Boozer twins. Right? Yeah, they're Cam gonna be, is, like, is like he's going to be the number one pick in two yeah. years, I guess. Um, that's that's any Gary player of the year. Like, yeah, like he's probably going to be the top pick in a couple of years. Like that's yeah. I mean, Miami really or South Florida isn't known for that. Right. Yeah. So this is like kind of all new to them over the last few years of all this happening basketball wise. The Thompson twins were part of the I think the craziest single game I've ever covered as a sports reporter. Um, when they won the state championship, I think in 21. Um, and I think Azar fouled out with like five minutes left in the fourth quarter. They blew a big lead. It was basically those two guys and like a bunch of guys who looked like me on the team. You know, like good shooters, right? Right. Certain type of profile. Um, but normal, like normal high school players. Normal yeah, high like normal players. players Pinecrest yeah. players. Um, Azar fouled out. They blew a big lead. And I think they were, they were down eight with a minute left in overtime. And Amen scored eight straight points to force double overtime, and they won, and he finished with 43 points in the championship game. So um, they're really fun to watch, and I wish they could wind up in a situation where they're playing together because, like, they're both, like, insanely athletic and point guards, essentially, or shooting guards at least. So they just, like, throw full-court alley-oops to each other all the time. Um, but I'm I'm I'm... I've talked to myself. I wasn't sure about them. You know, they went to the G League or the uh, overtime thing. Like, what's their level of competition there? I've I've circled back where I'm, I'm back in on those guys as uh, worthwhile, like 
they make this a a five, six, seven player draft. Um, Amen seems to be the higher ranked of the guys, but Azar was the MVP of that overtime league. So um, we'll see. Couple interest, couple interesting guys at the top, um, and then who knows what happens. So, well, one one other thing, Isaiah Wong reportedly worked out for the Heat recently. So there's that. I like him as a second round pick. I like Jordan Miller as a second round pick a lot. Yeah, I like them both. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously the Heat don't have a second round pick, but they right. But you can buy one. It's buy easy, one, pretty easy to buy. Or one. Yeah. you know, I, they, one of those guys might not get drafted. You never know. Right. Once you get to the bottom twenty picks or whatever. So, um. Yeah, all right. Uh, gonna be a, a fun Thursday night. I love I love the NBA draft because um, I'm an idiot, um, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm fascinated to see what's gonna happen. Um, in more in like the four to ten range, yeah. than the the eighteen. But um, yeah, yeah, I could it, it feel it, it reminds me of the and the top is better here, like because we have one Manyama, But it reminds me of the Anthony Bennett draft. Whatever what year was that? 2013. We're like. It felt like no one had any idea what was going to happen, um, yeah. which, again, the top number one is a lock. Two seems like two. There's some intrigue at two about whether it's going to be Scoot or Miller. Um, and the betting lines have moved a couple times over the last couple of days. Um, and then after that, it's like all hell is going to break loose at number four. I think. Yeah. I, I feel like the Heat, Heat fans are probably more interested in what happens at number three than what happens at number 18, which is kind of strange, but that's just... It is way. true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I, like, number three is going to be that's so tell, fascinating. Right? Yeah, that's going to be the tell of what, what's going to happen there. So, But at the same time, Portland doesn't have a... Like, in some ways, I think, like, yeah, if they trade that... If they make the pick, it means, I don't know, the trade Lillard. But at the same time, like... They're boxed in because they have the third pick in a three-player draft. Like it kind of yeah, doesn't matter. Whoever, like, whoever, whoever's not to, whoever's available. Yeah. So they just they can make that pick in a second, and it doesn't yeah. matter because you're going to trade that guy, right? If if you're. Yeah, that's you know, true. I don't think a lot of. I mean, I know, like I said, some uh, Sam Vecini, Cam Whitmore is his number three prospect, but I, I think that's an outlier. Like I think most NBA teams would would take whoever's left out of Miller and and, and Henderson. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. It'll be it'll definitely be an interesting Thursday night and and week really because there's yeah. just so much going on around the league. Like the NBA offseason is honestly almost just as active as the season most years, and this year is no different. Yeah. All right. Um, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. He's got that all covered for you um, this weekend and beyond. When free agency? What date does that officially begin? The June like- thirty. So next, June 30, uh, Friday. next Friday, yeah. Next Friday. So yeah. next week we'll do a little free agency preview. Yeah, well we'll say, I mean, we'll have news, I'm sure, in some capacity, because the Damian I mean, Lillard situation yeah. will develop. I think, even if nothing happens, it'll develop. Yeah, that that's for. There'll be a lot of news between now. And yeah, now, that's for sure. All right, uh, let's finish up there. Thanks as always for listening, uh, and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.